all you readers and listeners, welcome to another segment of Verse of the Day. Today is Verse <coughs> comes from Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18. It says that the fig tree does not bud, <coughs> there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Monotheistic character, and it is a 
an injunction, which is simply a command that must be done to the Israelites, and more importantly to us, this command goes to both the Israelites and those of us who are the, called the people of God today. So those two, the twofold command is to love God with all our heart, <coughs> soul, and strength, and to teach our faith diligently to our children. In the first verse of today's passage, which is verse 4, says, Here is all the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. So this verse, along with the next five verses, it's verses 5 to 9, teaches monotheism. So this doctrine proclaims that God is the one true God, not a group of different gods. God is all powerful among the quote-unquote gods and quote-unquote spirits of the world, and he, that is God, must be the single object of Israel's love and obedience. <coughs> Just as he must be the single object of our love and obedience. So this aspect of oneness should serve as the basis for keeping Israel from worshiping other gods, just as it should serve as the basis for keeping us from worshiping the false gods again. Those gods that are so-called gods we create. And most importantly, it does not contradict the New Testament. Revelation of God <coughs> is a triune, which literally simply means a three-in-one being, who the one in essence, or one in his nature, or basic quality, is revealed as Father, Son, and Holy Oh. 
on your heart. And it is verse 6. So it is God's firm desire that his word be in the hearts of his people. The Apostle Paul states clearly that the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Which is Colossians 3, 16. And this can only be accomplished by daily and continual searching of the scriptures. So one approach for filling your heart <coughs> with God's word is to read the New Testament through twice every year and the Old Testament once. Or if you have a smartphone, you can download the YouVersion Bible app, which has Bible reading plans that will walk you through reading the Bible one day at a time. Or if you do not have access to a smartphone, you do have access to a computer with internet access. You can go to www.bible.com, which is a version's website, <coughs> which offers everything that the smartphone app offers. But what really matters is not the method that you choose to use, but it's the fact that you are spending time in God's Word on a daily basis, because that is the only way that it will ever dwell in you richly. So that's the first two, three verses of covered verse four, which said here is for the Lord of God is our God, the Lord is one. We've covered verse 5, which says, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. We've covered verse 6, which says, These words I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. Now we come <coughs> to the most important part of all of this, because remember we said that there was a twofold command. There was a command to love God with all our heart, soul, and strength. And there was a command to teach our faith diligently to our children. So this last part deals with teaching our faith diligently to our children. So that's verses 7 through 9. <coughs> which say, you shall repeat them diligently to your sons and speak of them when you sit in your house when you walk on the road <coughs> when you lie down and when you get up you shall also tie them as a sign to your hand and they shall be as frontlets on your forehead you shall also write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates so one key to expressing love for God is to be concerned with the welfare of your children and to watch for opportunities to bring them into a faithful relationship with God. So the godly training of children should be foremost concern for that child's parents. This spiritual instruction must be centered in the home with both the father and the mother taking part. You have to have both. You can't just 
be the mother. It can't just be the father. It has to be both parents who are doing the teaching. Devotion to the Lord in the home is not an option. It is not optional. It is a direct command from the Lord. Not only to the people of Israel, but to those of us who call ourselves followers of God today. <clears throat> so the purpose of this parental instruction is to teach children to fear the Lord, to walk in all his ways, to love and appreciate him, and to serve him with all of their heart and soul. And finally, as believers, we must put forth the effort to give our children a God-centered upbringing where everything is related to God and to his ways. So now to answer the question that I'm sure you're all dying to ask, why this obscure verse in an obscure book in a part of the Bible that is often ignored? <clears throat> and then the answer to that is very simply because we as the people of God have in many ways forgotten the most basic principle upon which Christianity is built. We have unfortunately passed this forgetfulness down to the next generation, which would be our children or those who are responsible for teaching. Which brings us to the all-important question, what can we do about this problem? And the most important thing we can do about this problem is to, in essence, go back to the basics. So what are the basics we're talking about? So how can we go back to the basics? Very simply, we as the people of God must go back to declaring for all the world to hear most basic statement upon which Christianity is built. We must go back to declaring for all the world to hear. The Lord is our God. The Lord is one. But more importantly than that, but more than that, we must make it personal. Which means that instead of saying, hear Israel, just the way Moses said, because he was addressing the people of Israel. Just the way God told the Israelites to say it, because the Israelites are the ones who are dressing the people of Israel. So instead of saying, here is all, we should be saying, here, the name of the place wherever you live. So if you live in the United States, the name of your city, or the name of your county, or the name of your state, if you live in another country, or whatever political subdivision you live in, that needs to be the as being because by making <coughs> because by making this most basic of statements personal for all the world to hear we are introducing the people of the world to the one true God who can bring people living in the great darkness to the light of having a true and lasting relationship with God and more importantly by declaring this openly with our mouths, 
are willing to boldly declare before the world that the only way we can ever do that is when we are willing to declare openly here, fill in the blank with where we live, the Lord is our God, the Lord is the one, and that should be your declaration every day of your life. In tomorrow's Bible readings are Deuteronomy 7 through 8, Lucas 7, 36 through 8, 3, Psalm 69, 1 through 18, and Proverbs 12, verse 1.